Hello, hello, everyone. Hello. Hello, friends. How are we today? Welcome, welcome. Spara, it's nice oh, to be back. At, back in the... Look at our little avatars. Look at them bounce. Oh, look at them go. Just <laughs> getting all kinds of... You know, I don't... I'm sad that we don't have collars on today, but it's fine. <laughs> Didn't have them in a nice box that came in all shiny with our names on it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it is a shame. Yeah. But I wouldn't... I'm also not someone who would wear a collar. No, I so. know. No, you'd rather be putting the collar on somebody, though. Yeah. Let's, let's be real. Okay, let's 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 be honest. You know what I'm saying? But hello, everyone. Welcome <laughs> to the Batteries Not Included podcast. This is myself, Squeak Queen, and I've got this is Spara, my beautiful co-host, who's a beautiful bean from who was born and raised in Miami, came out and met this crazy goober, aka me, in LA, and now we're living in the cold slash also very humid <laughs> uh <laughs> central pennsylvania <laughs> the humid somehow cold somehow extraordinarily changeable weather yeah i thought california that had terrible like weather like what <laughs> like what is happening no. like we no. wanted seasons I mean, but it's extreme you know what i mean <laughs> i mean i wouldn't call our weather terrible but i would call it extremely volatile right like i don't it changes on a dime yeah and it's just i i don't understand it it just doesn't make sense but before like, oh, one... no, go ahead. oh i was gonna say like one second it's like a nice like balmy 57 60 degrees yeah. and then it rains and it drops to 20 and i'm wondering what the fuck is going on <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Uh, before we obviously get started, if you don't know what our podcast is about, it's called Batteries Not Included because it's discussions of, of the adult kind. So we talk about sexual education. We're also very sex positive here. But also, just to put that out there, we are also not medical professionals. Uh, we're just no, not at all. We are just people who really like to do research and also just uh, really like to celebrate just uh, bodies in general. And we're talking about all kinds of bodies. You know what I mean? Um, so just know that this is a safe place to talk about anything. Um, we include everybody under the gender umbrella. We uh, enjoy all types of kinks. No kink shaming here, especially today. Absolutely no, not. Absolutely. We do not kink shame in this house. Not in this house. Not today. Absolutely not. Not ever. Uh, so just know that if there is something that you need to get checked out or have questions, uh, again, we are not doctors. We are not therapists. We are not medical professionals. So please, if you have any of those questions, please seek out a medical professional or your primary care doctor if there is such a thing. Uh, also, if... Uh, you do need someone to lend an ear. We are here to help in the sense of just being an ear. But know that if you need actual therapy or any type of mental health advice, I would definitely reach out to a counselor or a therapist in your area. I know that's tough, but trust us uh, when we say that it is worth it if you can. If you can. I know it's tough, but I, we believe in you. Trust me. We definitely do. Uh, mm -hmm. So, for people who don't know... Love and leashes, friends. Uh, I've got the the poster in front of us here uh, for audio listeners. Oh. I have it oh, up. I just put up a gif of that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so cute. It's just I adorable. The purple ribbon. I do. Yeah, I love just it. Feel that idea. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, it's wonderful. If you don't know what it is, love and leashes is a 
South Korean romantic comedy film. It was based on a webtoon uh, that was made. If you don't know what webtoon is, it is a wonderful web platform that where people can make their own web comics. It's wonderful. A lot of uh, Korean dramas have actually been made uh, through a lot of webtoons that have actually gotten really popular. Uh, True Beauty, I think Color Rush was a webtoon, and a few other ones as well. Um, I've noticed that a lot of uh, not to be punny here, boundary breaking <laughs> um, uh, types of Korean dramas uh, that they've been putting out recently, especially in the past couple of years, have been webtoons. So it's been really nice to see. We have, um, again, I'm so sorry for butchering names here, but we have So Hyun, who plays uh, Jung Ji Woo, and Lee Jun Young as Jung Ji Woo, who are our main cast. So both of these people. And Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, and yes, their names sound alike for a reason. Yes. <laughs> so if you don't know where this movie is, you can find it on Netflix. There is English subtitles. There is an English dub if you would like. Uh, that's totally understandable because I know sometimes it's really hard to follow subtitles if you're not used to it. But I would definitely say that it's, I think personally, from my own opinion, that I think it sounds better in its original tongue. Uh, but I also understand that if you would rather watch it in the English dub, it is available for you. So trust, it is there. Um, it's not that long from what I remember. Uh, it felt like it went by pretty freaking quickly. Um, it came out, I believe, uh, when did this come out? I think, oh, it actually came out right before Valentine's Day. So look at that. <laughs> um, I know that... Uh, our leading actress was actually from a K-pop group uh, from a long time ago. I believe she was part of Girls' Generation. I could be wrong. Oh, wow. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I was unaware of this. Yeah. And I believe also... Uh, yeah. And also our male lead is also from a K-pop group uh, called You Kiss. Um uh, I don't. That's a cute name. Yeah. Um. I think he also was a part of a project group called UNB, but now he is an actor, and it's fantastic, and we love it. Um. But yeah, they are both. Um. I think they're both the same age, actually. Oh no. Okay. So yes. Um. Our leading actress was born in 1991. Yeah. Like I said, she was in the girl group, uh, Girls Generation. And yeah, she's just an actor, and she's just killing it. Um. But yeah. So I'm gonna uh, yeah, link go the net. I'm gonna link the, the next Netflix title. Yeah, yeah. There'll be links for everything. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So the I'm trying to get everything here, but yeah. So if you haven't watched it, you uh, if you're into this kind of stuff, I also understand if that is not your bag. If you're like I don't really care about this, but um, so. It depicts a romance between Jihoo, um, who has everything perfect but has a secret BDSM desire, and Jiwoo, a competent public uh, relations team member who finds out about his secret. Uh, so I'm not going to give more than that, because you need to find out what happens after. Uh, and we will, we will try not to get into too many spoiler things, and if we do, we'll obviously give you a warning that there's a spoiler coming up, but we're mostly just going to be talking about uh, some of the acts that were happening in in said movie, just because that's Ooh. what we wanted to talk about. Yes, Spar? While we're on that, yeah, go ahead. I do want to issue a general trigger warning for today's podcast. Yes. Because we are going to be discussing um, elements within the BDSM community 
and also how they can sometimes correlate with elements of abuse, both um, physical and mental. Mm -hmm. um, and how important it is to differentiate the BDS com community from those uh, abuses. Like, BDSM does not equal abusing your partner. Yes. Um, but because those two, that because that conversation has to be had, um, I'm just putting a trigger warning out there for some of the topics we might be touching upon today. Um, if you are someone who has experienced abuse or is a survivor of abuse who might get triggered by that type of discussion, I recommend maybe just like skipping through certain parts of today. No, I agree. But only only small parts. Um, I will I will you know I'll just be like TW right before I uh, start in on whatever it is I'm about to say. Yes. Uh, cool, cool. Yeah, we just want to make sure again, like we talked about earlier, <clears throat> is that this is a safe place for everybody. So obviously we like to talk about topics that are pretty heavy, but we also want to make sure that everyone's in a safe headspace for it. Because we also know that we don't want to just drop bombs like that if you're not mentally prepared for it. So mm -hmm. just trust that is just what we are here for. We're just here to discuss some things and yeah. So we're uh -oh. here. We're here to talk about something wonderful, I think, for the BDSM community, and yes. then also something fucking terrible <laughs> for the BDSM community. Which, yes, we will get to at the very end. So, Spara, your thoughts on the movie and how just just even especially because the both of us are uh, both film majors. We've also worked on films. We've also understand how writing, the setup, uh, lighting, all that kind of stuff. Um, before we get into more of the meat and potatoes of the um, of the story and obviously like uh, the BDSM like theme of it all, but like what did you think of the movie so far? Uh, so I I super super enjoy the movie. Um, I think it's one of the best depictions of um, a BDSM uh, submissive dominant relationship, which we're gonna get into like what all the terms means. I promise. Yes. Um, but I think it's a I think it's a beautiful depiction of not just the relationship in general, but also a non-sexual mm -hmm. uh, form of a BDSM relationship and how uh, beautifully distinguished how how they cut that line so so well within the film. Um, I think it's it's um like really great representation of um both what it is to be a sub and what it is to be a dom um i think it's uh i think it illustrates uh some of the more problematic things that um uh some of the more problematic things that people think about the bdsm community and are deeply incorrect about um I think my only gripe about the movie is it does not um, show us what aftercare looks like, which is a very important component to yes. any act in BDSM. Which we'll definitely so jump into when we start going into the ins and outs of BDSM, the terminology, what is... Because yep, yep, I know yep. that a lot of people just think that like when they think of BDSM, at least on a, on a general sense, it's usually just either a lot of leather, ropes, and pain. But there's actually a lot of other stuff yes this is on american netflix uh you can find it there it is available on all platforms in the sense of like you can find it on netflix and again it is in english sub and an english dub for you to watch and enjoy um, um it's it's yeah it's fantastic i and the other the i think the only other gripe i have about it is i do not think this should have been a movie oh you I think it should have been this, a series 
I absolutely think it should have been a series. Nice. I, I, nice. I feel like a lot of the character development, while it is shown, mm-hmm. right? Because like they have like a lot of fantastic montages. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it would have been better had it been more drawn out. We would have been able to see a little bit more of the intricacies of um, what playing looks like, what quote unquote scenes are like. I feel like we would have gotten more out of it. Mm-hmm. But I also understand that this is a controversial topic for yep. actually any Southeast Asian country to tackle. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm, I appreciate that it exists. I wish we had um, a bigger block of content because I would mm. have liked to have seen them do more with both of these characters and also to see more interactions between um, them like in their in their relationship versus them in their office and how aspects of their relationship brings about positive changes to them in their office life yeah i was going to say that um uh i it would be a nightmare for hr to see what's happening (laughs) (laughs) just to see what was happening in this office like just thinking about it i was like Oh my god, I can't just oh I can't an American Oof. an American HR company <laughs> would have fired several so, people before so many, this movie even started. So many people. Like oh my god. Uh just even just <laughs> I mean like I know that certain offices don't mind you sending personal mail to your office. Like it's actually pretty common to do that. Yeah. But like you also need to be really specific when you send stuff um because that is a thing that happens in that's kind of how the movie starts um is that there is a certain thing that is sent uh to the office that he was getting and he was there to pick it up and realized that she picked it up and then sees the said object in there again i'm not going to give away what was in there but you can figure that out at some point but um it is just interesting to me how like there was just so many things where I was like, yeah, that wouldn't fly if that was a real office. Nope, that definitely wouldn't fly if that was in a real office. Um, But uh, yeah, is there anything else you wanted to add to that before I I also chimed in or? No, no, go. I would love to hear your thoughts as well. Uh, I loved this movie. I did watch it twice. I almost watched it a third time, not gonna lie. Um, I do agree with you. I do feel like it should have been a series. I think it would have been a lot more fun to get more depth and also see more scenarios because i feel like again uh for the general public that doesn't know about bdsm and the fact that there's so many different types of of role play and different types of acts and scenes that you can do with your with the partner or whoever that you're in the relationship with excuse me uh that i feel like it would have been nice to be able like we got a lot in the amount of time that we that we had Mm -hmm. and it was fantastic but i would have liked to see more Uh, i do agree with you with the aftercare i felt like that was the one thing that really i felt like was missing because that's the one thing that if you talk to anybody especially a dom um is the fact that that's like a big deal is making sure that your uh that your sub is being taken care of after all of the fun that you just had in the sense i mean they did we did see a little bit of it but it definitely wasn't uh i mean everybody's aftercare is different let's all we'll again we'll oh, get into yeah, more 100 percent. and that's that's something that like is a discussion between the mm-hmm. people who are involved mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. within the relationship exactly but but yeah yeah and that was the thing so again we saw a little bit of it you know in the sense but i felt like 
because the fact that we didn't really get enough time with our characters and seeing the DS relationship, I feel like maybe there could have been more of that if we had a series, like you said. Um, I do like the research that our main character actress did that was the thing that probably sold me the most on this movie was the fact that she didn't just go one the one the fact that even though she was a little like taken aback by it she wasn't freaked out in the sense of like you're disgusting you know kind of thing which is unfortunately the reaction that most people get that is also the plot of the movie (laughs) i mean yeah obviously but you know what i mean um i like that she was not just immediately turned away from it but the fact that as soon as she heard it she was like wait a minute let me just get on my computer real quick and just really look this up (laughs) and the person that she was reaching out to and the fact that she was like on a forum and like doing all this stuff like she was going the extra mile like she wasn't just like doing research and then just kind of stopped and then just kind of like went for it like she went extra like the fact that she even contacted the person that she was like watching those youtube videos or they didn't say youtube in the movie but you know what i mean she was watching those videos on to like find out who it was she joined the forum was talking to people in the community itself and trying to ask questions she had a whole notebook she made a contract i was like okay yeah you better get it you're doing you're doing the most right now and i like it and that was the thing that i was like okay all right, movie, you got I me. I want to. I want to know more. Show me more of uh, this. <laughs> I was amazed that they even included a contract. Yes, because because okay, something that I think is wildly stupid in the current culture that we're in is mm. that when someone made a suggestion of consent forms for consensual sex between two people, um. People were like, oh, you're going to have me sign a contract before we have sex? Yes, bitch. But consent yes, is I still am. consent is still a thing. What? <laughs> <laughs> if you if you want to have uh, consensual sex with someone and you want them to sign a contract, like stating explicitly what you are okay or not okay with, there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing weird about that in any way, shape or form. Stigmatizing that in any way, shape or form is absolutely the dumbest thing. I have heard. <laughs> yeah, and again, we'll and... get we'll get into it more when we start talking into the again the ins and outs of BDSM. But I know, like for me, when I used to do a lot more dummy stuff in college, I actually had like a full like sheet that had every single type of thing, and you would say yes, no, might want to try kind of thing. I feel like a lot of people are starting to do that now, but I had yeah. like a thing. I mean, I don't have as much as I like because I didn't know as much as I did because I kind of went into it blindly. But that was on my that was on my end because I was a dumb i was a dumb 20 year old who thought like yeah i could do this um but like that was the thing that i made sure that i was like if i'm gonna have a ds relationship with somebody like they need i want to make sure that everything is okay and and if there's something that they don't like i'm not going to push that on them because there's a lot of fake uh doms that are like that who will just say everything goes and it's like whoa hey we didn't even talk about this you know kind of thing which again Mm -hmm. we'll get into more as it progresses um but yeah, that was the one thing I really liked. I also liked that they talked about the the negativity that does come with BDSM in the sense of uh, mm-hmm. people not being okay with it in the sense of like not knowing what it is and just immediately treating it like it's something that's gross um, or that they're, that they're crazy or that they're damaged or there's something wrong with them. Um, they did talk about that in the movie and I love that it was painful to watch, but I like that that was what we needed to see as an audience member to mm-hmm. be like, oh, wow, this is really messed up that he had to go through that. Um, 
we can we can talk for another two hours about how terrible the ex-girlfriend was but we're not going to do that here because we will be here for the next like five to six hours so i um, i do kind of mildly want to touch on how awful the uh, the yes. ex was yes 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 just just for like a hot second sure because i i want to touch on the fact that she disapproved of the male leads um interest in bdsm and yet had the fucking audacity to try and use it on him yeah that was that was the thing that i did not understand i was like you need to make up your mind i don't understand i thought you what <laughs> what do you mean like, it was super gross it was and so upsetting yeah and but it was also necessary because it showed us what an unhealthy dynamic looked like yes versus what a healthy dynamic looks like mm -hmm. and and the healthy dynamic is entirely predicated in open and honest communication and that was the thing that really uh really like i mean everything else about this movie really sold me but i really liked that it actually felt like a real uh relationship not in like a dating or romantical sense uh even though you know uh that could happen eventually in a relationship that's like that but mm -hmm. it was nice that there it was platonic at first there there was clear again like you said open communication we knew what you were getting mm -hmm. into that was the whole point of the contract and all that kind of stuff and that there was nothing every they talked about anything and everything and that was the greatest thing about that and i loved mm -hmm. i loved that and and even if there was concerns or anything they would bring it up to each other uh whether it was in person uh i did like that they waited until either uh, after everything was done um in the sense of like they knew like okay we're meeting up to do whatever act that we're doing today and then, you know, we could talk about stuff after, you know, like they didn't do it right before, you know, where it kind of like mm -hmm. you're getting geared up for this act. You don't want to bring in whatever emotions or whatever is happening in the day. I also like that she's like, I want to split um, work and our nightlife or personal life. I want it separate. Do not bring in whatever stuff that's happening at work. Do not bring it into our our like um our times our private times at night which i liked that which i was like i really like enjoyed that she was able to bring that up and be like excuse you i mean even though they mixed it up all the time in the office uh which was mostly just for the movie sense i did like that there was actual communication about it um which again i think in the series if we had a series we would have had more to dive into for that but all around, mm -hmm. I definitely recommend this movie just because it is a fun time. It is really funny. Um, oh, God, it's hysterical. Yes. Yeah, so even if you're I had like, some great laughs. Yeah, I was like, there was obviously some awe moments. There was a lot of like, oh, that's really cheesy. But also, like, if you've never watched a Korean drama before, be ready. Like, obviously, there's a lot of tropes that, like, if you know Korean dramas, you'll see them. There's a lot of slow-mo. <laughs> there's some faces. Oh, so there's some silly stuff. Um, but it's... I. But that's the thing that's what makes it funny is even though it's obviously uh, a serious topic in the sense of just like what's going on, it's also really great because they do add humor and it's also just a really fun ride, to be honest. And mm -hmm. I really just enjoyed it. So again, you can catch it on Netflix. Bara has put the link in the chat several times. You can watch it. It's a real quick watch. Um, and again, English sub, English dub, all that good stuff. Um, it's i just i can't recommend it anymore it's it's such a fun movie i literally watched it and immediately text bar i was like we need to talk about this we need to talk about this movie immediately oh, yeah. <laughs> 
watch this when you like, get when you get free time <laughs> and when you're in a good headspace. Please fucking watch this movie. It's so good. <laughs> Fuck Fifty Shades. Honestly, honestly, I was I was in a bad headspace and I watched this movie and it put me in a better. Headspace. Oh, I'm so glad. I like so, I. It was one of those where I saw it, I saw it on TikTok and I was like, this is new. Okay, South Korea. And then I watched it and I was like. Oh, this might be my new favorite K drama movie. Let's rewatch this again. <laughs> Just like it's, it's honestly even outside of like it, like the content of it. If you just enjoy like rom coms, I would say give this one a watch. Yeah. Like if you like romantic comedies, this one is worth it. It is. It's sweet. It's funny. It's very endearing. Both of the characters are adorable. Um. You like, can tell they really just... enjoyed this the roles that they played for sure. They yeah, had a lot like, of fun. Yeah. You can tell they had so much fun doing all of, doing the movie. It's it's uh, and like they have and it's not even just them. Like their friends are also super cool. Um like they have good people around them with the exception of our male lead who has his shitty ex-girlfriend constantly haunting yeah. his every step. But <laughs> I am going to play the trailer so that if people have yeah. are not sold on this yet, uh be ready cuz we're I'm going to play it. Unfortunately for our audio listeners, it is going to be in Korean because I could not find an English dub version, but trust me, if you go to Netflix and type in Love and Leashes, you will find the trailer. There's a teaser trailer. The teaser trailer is so cool. I love it. But we're going to play the main trailer just for now, just to save for time. Uh, just enjoy it. I believe this, there's subtitles on here, so you should be able to watch. So here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Do you want me to step on you? And it's like, oh, what? <laughs> that actually was like one of my favorite parts because that was something that like she suggested on her own without prompting from him. Yeah. And it was very cute that he was so surprised by it. Yeah. I love that. Um, I also love at the same time too, the the fact that was the other thing that I forgot to bring up earlier was the fact that they actually showed a lot of sex toys in this movie. Like, the, not like oh, she yeah, was holding did. them, but they were just like on the shelves. And I was like, okay, Korea Dale. I mean, well, I know, but it's Netflix though. So that's probably why. But the fact that I was just like blown away that there was so many, I was just like, wow, there's so many, there's so many penises right now. <laughs> What's happening? Uh, you know what though? I also appreciate that they showed you a woman in a sex, sex shop. shop in Korea. Yep. That's because mm -hmm. that, they don't even really like. You guys have to understand within Korean media, and I'm only speaking of Korean media. I'm not speaking of all of Southeast Asia, but within Korean media, it is only recent that they even allowed people to be in bed together. It's true. Um, like they just allowed for men to be shirtless 
I think. I mean, there's that, and also the fact that like that's in that's in like movies and television. I mean, K-pop idols are only allowed the one nipple rule, so there's that. It's <laughs> true. That is that is also very true. Um, they also like they didn't have sex scenes like full sex scenes until like recently as well. Yeah, I mean, so, porn's illegal there also, so there's that. <laughs> ex exactly. That like it's very. I um, was so surprised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's sex is a very taboo subject yeah. in korea um, at least in the media i have a feeling that for sure may, i mean again we we're not experts on korean culture because we're both not korean no. so if anybody knows a difference in that you can totally let us know but at least from what the media that we've in i was gonna say ingested jesus Consumed? christ thank you um uh porn is legal in a lot of places exactly so you know it's just very interesting that we actually were able to like watch a woman go into a like an adult toy store and actually like buy stuff that she wanted be excited we also got to see actual playrooms as well in this movie yeah. there were different themes Yo, which was really cool can we can we talk about the camera work in this movie? The camera work is so phenomenal. good in this movie. Like, the cinematography is absolutely great. I loved all of that. It was just, again, and it was just a good movie, just all around. <laughs> now, and I'm also, I'm just going to point out a specific scene. There is a specific scene with mirrors that is done in uh, this movie that literally rivals the Jodie Foster mirror scene in Contact. Everyone <gasps> says that's the greatest everyone says that's the greatest mirror trick ever in in cinematic history. I think the Love and Leashes mirror scene is actually better. That was a really good mirror scene though. Like let's be real. So um I agree with Volpe uh, that I understand why the movie is a hot take. I'm pretty sure um, CAA mostly bans sex, honestly. So yeah, so it's it's one of those things that like, it's uh, sex is such a weird topic in Southeast Asia. It's just so the I fact mean, that we sex is still a weird topic for most people. In also any true, country, hence just why, because we're hence why we're, we're having this podcast. Deep. Hello, <laughs> we're also deeply repressed. It's true, it's though. It's a shame. <laughs> I mean, trust. I mean, even though, like, America's very open about it in our media, trust in our schools, though, there is uh, no, type, no type of education whatsoever. Um, and they're constricting it even more. <laughs> yeah. So the fact that, you know, this is why, you know, Spar and I wanted to make this podcast is because of the fact that we had to learn a lot of the stuff that we're talking about via the internet or through other experiences that we don't need to get into right at this moment. But it's fine. <laughs> um, and, and I'm really happy that I'm hoping that this movie will open up other avenues, but it also hopes that it opens up a lot more into the BDSM community, which Spara, if you don't mind getting into the intro of what BDSM is, please and thank Not, you. I don't mind at all. Let's go. So uh, BDSM uh, stands for bondage, discipline, uh, uh, submission, dominance, and sadism and masochism. They, it is a, a an umbrella term actually mm -hmm. for multiple fetishes. Yes. So it's it does not it is not specifically representative of just um like submissive dominance um or or pain play and all that kind of stuff. It covers a lot of uh subgenre of fetishes and kinks. Um there are some basic terms uh that are very specific to the community, so I'm going to go I'm going to roll through them really quick. Uh the two biggest ones that we've been kind of like touching on already are um sub and dominant 
for uh, for people who are not familiar with the the terminology, a dominant is the per the the partner in the relationship who leads the power dynamic. They are the one who, um, for lack of a better way of putting it, they wear the pants in the relationship. They are uh, the person who gives the orders, the person who sets, um, I wouldn't say they set the rules because both people should be setting yeah, the rules. Yeah, that's the thing that I and feel that's like how... yeah, people forget. Sorry to interrupt you, Spara. Um, no, 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 no. The fact that that's probably one of the things is that there's Oh, the dom has to a lot of fake doms think that oh especially in <laughs> 50 shades of disgust um <laughs> is the fact that they were like uh uh mr gray was pretty much like you need to wear this you need to eat this you need to do this you can only weigh this like it's stuff so like gross. that that that's not that's no that's an abusive relationship that's not a dom sub that's not a ds relationship that's just being an asshole um not even you know not even yeah exactly so the fact that it's that's not what that is and so the whole point is people really need to realize that btsm relationships in general are definitely equal parts between dom and sub and the fact that there are rules and again open communication between the two partners because the fact that it is a partnership the people just forget that they just think that oh the sub is just supposed to listen to what the dom says sure but there is limitations that's the whole point we're all and human <laughs> that actually leads me to another term that's in here um uh for some reason they didn't define sub in here yeah i'm looking at um, it too and i'm very confused as to why like, they didn't do that sub? um i guess they must have just like uh when they wrote this article a submissive uh, uh and an individual that derives pleasure from having power and decision making responsibility moved away from them the submissive sub does not direct their partner but has set out boundaries of what they are willing slash not willing to participate in perfect yes yeah i have a, um, i have another thingy that has a bunch of terms too so if you hey, if we miss anything thanks. i got you i got you i appreciate it yeah. um but uh one of the things that i wanted to um to talk about were um uh the term is hard limits yes so um subs and doms equally can set hard, hard limits. limits on play a hard limit is basically this is a line you do not cross do not do this to me i will not do this to you yep. i am not i am not okay with this kind of activity and um when i uh, when we were talking about like honest open communication earlier that is one of the the key components and cornerstones of a good bdsm relationship you must always have open and honest communication because if at any point uh let's say there is an activity that that you guys are participating in and one person does not like that activity mm -hmm. you are now entering a zone of possibly trigger warning uh yes. hurting your partner abusing your partner raping your partner and that is not something that you want to do to your partner yeah you do not want to use and and like and, it, and and i mean this in both ways i'm not talking about the dom like abusing the sub it can happen the other way around yes absolutely mm -hmm. there there are submissives who will try to use the dominance uh personality to to push past their hard limits and that's mm -hmm. not acceptable in any way shape or form yeah and then the term that a lot of people are, are especially now that tiktok is becoming such a famous app in that sense of the whole brat sub nature uh is the fact that uh brats try to use their power of being a more um stubborn sub in that sense of trying to push things and push the dom's buttons but you also need to realize that 
being a brat does not mean that you get to uh, pass hard limits and uh, also cross boundaries. You have to still like pertain to those. You you can still be you can still be you know your bratty self, but you also need to realize that there is still consent that has to be a part mm -hmm. of that. So you can't just be an asshole to be an asshole because you think it's funny or you think it's fun because the dom's not going to think that. And eventually the dom is not, you know, going to want to be a part of that. And 100%. you'll be like, what? I thought this, that I thought you liked this part of me, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, no, you're just being a, you're being a dick. <laughs> well, that's not, that's not, that's not how that works. And so, you know, there's limits and you have to really do your research, you know, because again, there's a lot of, which they also talked about in the movie that Spar and I were uh, really happy about is the whole like fake dom or the or fake subs or fake yeah dads. and the fact that they use those terms to get what they want and it ends up being again trigger warning for anybody here of that where it becomes um, you know assault or rape or anything of that nature and that's where we try to the whole point of you doing your research and being in that. Uh, headspace and learning about that kind of stuff because you just need to know that again hard limits is a huge huge thing and you huge, have huge to, thing. and again just also knowing like what's not okay and what is okay because that's a huge part of bdsm and not just mm -hmm. doing whatever the hell you want to do because that's not how that works <laughs> Yeah, a hundred percent. And we were discussing contracts earlier mm -hmm. in in the podcast. Um, I also wanted to say. Uh, boundaries and hard limits can be set verbally as well. Yes. It does not have to be written in a contract. And if someone has only given you a verbal hard limit, it's still a hard limit you have to follow. Yeah. Point just, blank. Just because you it's not written You do not violate there. people's boundaries. Yep. Mm -hmm. And that's the other thing is that they're like, well, it's not in the contract. It's like, it doesn't matter. Clearly they told you. Just like in a relationship, if you're like, hey, I told you, like, I don't like this thing, you're not going to just continue to keep doing it. Like, that's not cool. Mm -hmm. So it's the same thing in that in that sense, especially, especially when you're using like tools or or any type of oh, toys because the fact that like that's the other thing is that like you really need to understand how hard limits work and giving either verbal or written consent in in certain things because the fact that you want to make sure that you and your partner are safe in the the acts that you guys have acts scenes you, you know what i mean um yeah in the playroom or whatever like scenario that you guys are doing together because the fact that like if one thing goes wrong, something can get, y'all can end up going to the hospital and it could be a problem or just, you know, there've also just been, I mean, I don't know about, I don't know about deaths, but like, you know. Oh no, there have been, um, there are, there are some um, consensual sexual acts that can lead to death. Um, there is a, a common consensus within the BDSM community that asphyxiation is actually very dangerous yep. and and is never um considered a safe act to um, participate in because when you're constricting someone's oxygen flow yep. you could cause brain damage if you do it too much or too hard yeah. and as a matter of fact sometimes uh so uh i, I don't know how to say this it's i'm struggling i'm struggling with like the anatomy of it um so yeah it's most... tough it's usually what it's like not you're not supposed to put pressure around your uh the trachea to... oh sorry yeah you're not <laughs> supposed to put pressure around your trachea or put your your full palm on top of your like esophagus or whatever right like you're not supposed to like apply pressure right. to that it's supposed to be like Sh right underneath the, the sides yeah the sides, actually yeah the sides and like i think it's supposed to be your thumb and your pointer finger and it's supposed to be like around there and then just just softly 
I'm doing it to myself. It feels so weird. Just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it too. Yeah, just to softly press there because you're not you're not trying to. I think the whole thing that people forget is you're not supposed to put your entire hand and not supposed to apply your entire like palm and fingers there. So when when you when like your sub is asking them to be like choked like that at least by via hand that's not what they're <laughs> that's not what they're asking they don't want they're you not, to actually they're not ac yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're not actually um, asking you to take away the oxygen that's coming from them in the sense of like they need to be able to breathe it's just a little bit enough to just bring that little bit of euphoria of just kind of like feeling that lightheadedness that you would get that's the well, thing that's supposed to like at least from what i remember um Supposed to well, that's that that's that's happiness. what I was uh, that's what I was trying to get to. Yeah, is it's not it's not constriction of airflow; it's constriction of blood flow. Yes, blood the flow, pressure yes, that you're putting, you. the pressure that you're putting on the neck is supposed to restrict blood flow from the main the main veins on the sides of yes. your neck, not not pushing on the trachea or the windpipe, as like some people would call it. Um, and, and actually pre preventing oxygen flow. So yeah. when you see that happening in a porn, um, like like oh, those God. violent those <gasps> violent choking scenes, like, you'll notice it makes me feel you'll notice so uncomfortable. <laughs> um, but if you actually like pay attention to like the physics of what's happening, um, you'll notice that the the actor who is choking the person mm. is never actually yeah. putting pressure on their no. it looks like they're putting but pressure they're on not. their throat they but they're are. actually gripping they're actually gripping the sides of the mm -hmm. neck and they're squeezing their muscles yep. in their forearms to make it look like they're yeah. putting a ton of pressure so... but they're not actually doing it it's a pantomime yeah it's so funny to me too because it looks like they're like like putting in so much like grip strength into this thing and i'm like, right? I'm like yeah okay you can clearly tell that the palm of their hand is not even like it's like barely grazing like where their throat is and it's just really funny to me a hundred a hundred percent so yeah so, so yeah so if any any sub male female or non-binary says they want a full like you know uh, you know uh full corpse in the sense of like choke me like you hate me like they don't actually <laughs> want they actually don't want you to choke like them like you hate them it's more of just like that lovely just just enough pressure to just like constrict that that blood flow because it's mm -hmm. just chef's kiss uh just uh, mm -hmm. it's real good it's so it's so, oh, so good so Sorry. So, um, uh, what? All right. What are we talking about? I so, forgot. so we've we've defined dom. We've defined sub. I also want to define a person who is a switch. A switch is a partner who can be both a dominant and a submissive. They can swap roles at any point in time. Uh, for example, I am a switch. Me too. I both enjoy being dominant sometimes, but I also sometimes want to just be taken care of and be the sub and not have to think or make decisions. But again, friends, um, switches are we're we're very uh, well versed. We're a rare I, breed. Yeah, we're a rare breed. Well, apparently not. But like at the same time, really? Yeah, apparently not. Apparently, there's a lot of us out there. I just, mm, yeah. uh, I mean, it's great. <laughs> but at the same time, uh, at the same time. Um, know that uh, you have to be a certain type of dumb <laughs> okay? to deal to, with a switch to, to deal with a switch because uh, a lot or of times switch kind of sub. yeah 
Yeah, it's just that's all I'm gonna say. I'm just gonna leave it at that. You could do your own research <laughs> on that because it is, it is really hard to do that to get us into a subby There's... subby way. But that's also that depends on the switch though, because there are switches well, that see, are very easy. To, I'm like, I'm I'm switch. the opposite. I'm I. It's very easy for me to sub and like a little bit more difficult to force me to dom. Oh, I'm the opposite. <laughs> Like, like I'll, I'll only, I'll only truly get dummy if I get challenged. That's true. You do, you do like a challenge. Yeah. That is fair. Mine's the opposite, yeah. where I'm stubborn. That's where my bratty switch comes into play. Where I'm like, oh, you want me to sub? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, some other like important common terms that um should be known by people who are are just learning about BDSM. Yes. Uh when uh they're they're uh, brain function and words okay i can do this <laughs> um one of the things that is genuinely very important and is kind of a basic thing in all uh in all well in most if not all uh is a safe word for yes. both the sub and the dom the dom yep. might be uncomfortable with the kind of play that they're engaging yep. in and will want to stop it and or the sub might get uncomfortable with the play that they're engaging in and want to stop it. And not all safe words are actual words because there are some acts within BDSM that restrict the ability to speak. So yes. like, for example, having a gag in or anything yep. like that. Um, That's the thing that Spar and I always talk about is always having safe words that you're able to say with said gag or uh, something in your mouth so that it is safe and easy for you to say and le and uh, not legible because that's reading. Um, what's the word? Uh, uh oh my god shoot, my I, brain I, is not working but you know what i mean like a word you can articulate there you go <laughs> that you can like the dom can clearly hear or vice versa uh in the sense of uh being able to hear the safe word because that's really audible, audible. thank you thank sensei you. jeez thank apparently you. sensei you. has the brain today good god um and so that's really really important because the fact that you don't um, want to pick something that you can't Stay. Stay. <laughs> you're, well, you're that's, that's why that's why there is also um, physical cues that you can also yes. give. You can maybe like do uh, finger spelling in sign language, or like Which maybe I a love. double tap to the chest. I or... love that. That's always been my favorite thing. Is people who who use like sign language for a lot of their safe words. It's so cool. <laughs> but it also doesn't yeah. help if your hands are bound. Then you're screwed. <laughs> well, well, that's why I said it's like it's it it has to be a decided upon physical mm. cue. And you beforehand. can have multiple safe words, safe yeah, uh, absolutely. signs, because of the fact that again, because yeah. with different acts and different plays, like you I won't know, be but... able to use said words and or things. So like you know, things happen. Rambutan. Uh, Rambutan. Apple. Apple. <laughs> one uh, you know. Apple's a good apple's two a syllables. Good, two syllables. Um, uh, <laughs> We're quoting our friend, uh, our friends. Uh, yeah, we'll link it cuties. to the thing. Yep, that was a yep. good one. Uh, why are all our safe um, words fruit? Um, the tapping, <laughs> so that, so again, um, Sensei brings up a good point in the chat. Uh, for anybody who's listening to this audio, we do do a live stream every Thursday at 8 or 8.30 p.m. So check that out. Not every Thursday, but, you know, at least uh, once or twice a month. Um, but he brings up a good point of saying, like, the martial arts tap. So I was actually going to bring this up in the sense of the martial art tap only works if you've obviously talked about it. Because sometimes... Uh, when you're in the thick of it, tapping doesn't really, doesn't really do anything. Yep. 
I'm gonna just be honest about that. That really, <laughs> yep, it really depends. Especially like again for anybody who maybe you know again, there's no judgment here. If you've never been in a sexual act before, in the sense of you're you're still a virgin, or the fact that you've just never had sex before, which is totally fine. Yeah, no judgment it's, here. It's totally fine. That's cool. Um, uh, sometimes when you're just having a lot of fun, you know, you're not gonna feel this sometimes or even if it's just like little tiny taps like it's really hard because the fact that you're you're sweaty you're tired your brain is in a completely different pocket dimension there's a lot of there's euphoria a, yeah so sometimes you know again it might not even be like the dom is ignoring you or vice versa it's just the fact that there's just a lot of things happening most doms obviously mm -hmm. are going to be paying attention to all that because they want to make sure that you're safe but at the same time, it's that's why, you know, Spar and I recommend you having several different types of safe words, safe taps, safe mm -hmm. signs, whatever, because the fact that it's sometimes it happens or the fact that, like, if you're too tired to say your word because you're just like, <laughs> you're like, what? What did she say? <laughs> you might, you know, they might be thinking that you're just making words because there definitely be, yeah. be times where you're just you know speaking in tongues just, for all you know yep. <laughs> yeah. you know stuff listen happens. listen sex uh, and uh, by the way uh i just said sex which i shouldn't have uh i am going to also say not all um sub yes. not all bdsm play is sexual which is one of the things that i did enjoy about the movie yes. is that it shows that bdsm does not have to be nope. sexual in nature it could just be about enjoying being the dominant and then um uh, I got it. Enjoying, um, well, I just, I just kind of lost my thread for a second. No, okay. Um, someone enjoying being the sub, which leads me to the next um term I wanted to define, which is uh known as the subspace. The subspace is the mental space that a sub will like go into while they're in the middle of play, uh, which I will define in a second. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it's often considered kind of like this dreamy floaty high. And one of the things that Alexis and I were discussing like a little while ago yep, yep, yep. before the stream started was we weren't sure if the depiction of what the sub in the movie was experiencing was correct uh, or properly right. depicted. Right. From what I can tell based on definition, it seems like it is correctly depicted. Um so um if anyone here is a sub and wants to and watches the movie and wants to be like no that's not how that is please let us know because yeah, I, I do want to know yeah and that's the thing that we like about this is obviously if we ever give you guys media or content or re like uh, or others like topics that we end up talking about like and you find something else like we want to know about that because again we're not professionals in anything that we talk about we just like mm -hmm. talking about this stuff because we think it's really cool um, we do enjoy I, shooting the shit. <laughs> yeah, and I also just really, I'm just really fascinated by just anything mm -hmm. that has to do with the human body and mind and all this kind of stuff. And just sex in general is just, a, it's just crazy to me. And just like, we were talking about it last week with the whole pregnancy, not last week, last topic with, um, with like pregnancy, pregnancy and everything. <laughs> like, I'm still, I'm still not over that. There was just, there was just so much that we learned about in that sense of just what the, the human body can do that also again bdsm is something that like spar and i talk about like not like all the time but definitely when there's new stuff coming up or mm -hmm. we learn new things from other people who've either been in the community or in the community as itself 
um, is really fun. Again, TikTok is also a new thing that a lot of people are also finding out about themselves. That may, like, am I into this? Am I attracted to this? Oh man, I didn't know that was attracted. And then we just, yeah, you know, and then it's like, ooh, a new sexual awakening in your mid thirties. Let's go, you know, kind of thing. Which happens. And there's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with that. And that's the cool thing is that that's why we like to have these discussions is because we like mm-hmm. to learn these things and then eventually just talk to and you we like other people to learn with us exactly um all right i'm gonna roll through these next go, definitions go, go. really quickly because these are not specifically um bdsm definitions and are not um ones that we need to like hard sure, discuss sure, sure. um this is just like words you might hear if you look up anything sure uh, first thing, uh, first one, uh, play space. Right. Play space is basically where you are performing the BDSM act. It can literally yep. be anywhere that is a private space. Yep. I do not recommend performing <sighs> BDSM publicly. So, Spot and uh, I have talked about this uh, several times where there are, there is a kink called humiliation kink where there are people who uh, you will see, or at least videos. I don't know if it's staged or anything like that, but you will sometimes see like uh mostly uh, at least from what i remember is seeing a lot more female presenting doms uh having a male presenting sub on a leash of some sort and parading them around a public space i don't Mm -hmm. think that's legal but i don't know um it is not it is not illegal um oh it's okay don't worry about it Uh, uh but yeah it's something that i just don't i'm not quite sure like how that works again because it's mostly on like some sort of show or something like that so i never i've never seen it in the wild which i would absolutely Um, love to because i would be like i have questions please (laughs) (laughs) i'm more discussing some of the more um uh physical aspects of bdsm because they're like for example within bdsm you have uh people who do who play with like whips and cats of nine tails yeah please don't and um that's not yeah, please don't do that in public. That is definitely something that you can be arrested for. Do not do. Do not do. Um, uh, another, uh, so we're going to just, uh, there is uh, a couple of uh, types of, there's a few types of play. Yeah, uh, breath control play was one of the ones that we talked about earlier. We don't recommend it because it can never be considered safe. Yeah, um, it's very unpredictable, so you have to be really careful. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, edge play is when Yo. you bring a partner. <laughs> it's when you bring a partner to the edge of orgasm, but you do not let them fully complete the orgasm. It is usually tied with um, chastity play. Yep. Chastity play is denial of your partner to have sex or masturbate, Oof. and they will sometimes use devices that will ensure yep. that chastity is held. So there would be like like often use of chastity belts yep. or cock cages yep oh my god <laughs> that is an actual term we are not making that up no nope. uh, um uh, there is also so um i love it <laughs> there's also cuckolding yep cuckolding is when a um masculine or feminine i'm going to include both yeah uh, presenting person likes watching uh their partner have sex with someone in front of them they do not typically participate in the act although they might masturbate Mm -hmm. uh while watching 
um, that is very different from having a threesome. Yes. Uh, I am so tired. <laughs> I'm so tired of people getting that mixed up. I'm like, looky here, threesomes, you are, you are in the act. You are in the act of whatever is happening in said thing. Cuckold, you are watching. <laughs> yep, You're watching 100%. and either taking care of yourself or just enjoying the view. That's it. <laughs> uh-huh. That is um, the difference. <laughs> there's, there is also pegging, which refers to a femme identifying person yep. having anal sex with a mask identifying person typically with a strap on yep. um there is uh something that happens within the movie and one and a couple of things we talked about it's called collared or collaring yes. um collaring a person is putting a collar on them to indicate their status as a submissive yep. um it can also have a name indicating um, either their name, their sub name, or their master's name, Which I uh, showing that they are, you know, they are part, they, they belong to that person. Yep. It is, it is considered one of the ultimate levels of commitment within yes. a, a BDSM relationship. Yep. And um, the most, um... that's why I thought it was very interesting when they did that in the movie that he already. <laughs> Yeah, had one. I was like, uh, I, I don't know you if you were just it. wishful thinking or you just really wanted one. Yeah, I think he just really wanted yeah, one. Yeah, I thought like, that was really um, cute, though. I was like, aww. It was, it was cute. But um, yeah. the the thing that I also want to point out is there is a low, there's a very low-key version of this collar that is worn by a lot of uh -huh. goth girls. Uh -huh. Um, or, or goth boys. It's just a simple leather collar with, with a spike. ring in the center of it. Yeah, I have one of those. Not with spikes. Yeah, but the, but here's the thing. I didn't know this about the BDSM community until I accidentally did it, because I didn't know oh, about man. these collars. Oh, no. What'd you do? I was, I was, I was a baby. I pulled on the ring. <gasps> Why would you do that? Why would you, I, why would you do I, that? Well, first of all, first of all, it wasn't a single ring. It was a double ring. So it had like the circle, but then it had another ring attached to it. So I just kind of Smart. gave it a, like a little tug, Smart. like, oh, cool. Smart. No. Yeah, I, I was deeply unaware that that is actually a sign of you being interested in the sub uh, and wanting to participate. Yeah. in the activity that wasn't, that wasn't your fault like no and and they immediately corrected me they were like hey don't do that because this is what it means and they explained it to me and i was like cool never doing it again but the way they said it to me is like hey you can't do that only my dom can do that Aww. oh that's so that is cute. just for my dom to do I and i went that. oh shit i'm so sorry oh, i apologize i just I thought it was that. a cool thing and and they were like no 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 do you know what do you know what this means? And like, she pointed at the collar and I was like, no, I genuinely don't. She was like, oh, here, let me explain it to you. So she like broke down a little bit of what, like kind of like what we're doing now. She broke yeah. down what BDSM was uh, and how consent works and what ring collars actually mean. And while some do wear it for like the fashion of it, yeah, don't ever pull on the rings. Don't. It's just, just don't do it. No, especially, <laughs> at risk of yeah, because you never know. Upsetting someone, you, you never, never know. know. Especially if the Dom was around. Oh. Oh my god! The, listen, um, the Dom was around. Yeah, they probably didn't. They probably weren't thinking that you were actually going to, like, do anything the, about it, so... The sub apparently had signaled to them behind my back to stop. Because they were gonna walk over. Sp 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 
Oh my god. Yeah, no, genuinely, I genuinely you almost gotten super deep to, shit. Yeah, you were about to be just Ooh, absolutely uh, wow. You I was gonna be torn a new one because who was I to claim their sub? Yikes. So... That's, that's that's big territory right there. That's like that's like oh, going after yeah. a married a married person. Like yikes a ruski. Yeah. Like you know how like when they yeah. say put a ring on it in married culture? Yeah, just think of it that way. Just 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 yeah, put it out there. Just just letting you know. Um, that is a big hundred percent big no no big ass commitment so I yeah i apologize to the dom later no, the dom now, was very obviously. yeah the dom was very understanding we're good friends to this day um both both with them and their partner Aww. um like like it's it's all fine all all well and done but yeah don't ever do that, don't do that please <laughs> like as soon as she said it i was like oh, oh, oh. yeah you knew I was like, you oh, knew oh, oh my god <laughs> I've never seen that in the wild, so that's uh, that's bold. That was bold. Young Sarah, I... Young Sparrow was bold. <laughs> Listen, I was drunk. Oh, that we makes were sense. All at okay. a, we, we were all at a party. I saw something shiny, and I was like, "Oh, shiny pull." <laughs> oh, you know what? That actually makes a lot of sense, especially yeah. with Drunk Sparrow. You're just like, "Ah, oh, pretty, yeah. let me play I'm with so... it." You're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and I'm also so like physically, physically cuddly, so yeah. it's just like, mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm so, I'm so happy that you were not just ripped a new one because oh that no. would have been so bad uh anyway no, no. <laughs> moving on i just got ptsd from that <laughs> Jesus. Um, uh, Sorry. No, no, that was um, i'm gonna uh, now that we're past like definition of terms i want to get into some of the basic rules and practices yes please. um we've we've talked about some of it already but i am gonna go over it again just because it's necessary uh As number one most people if not all leave drugs and alcohol completely out of bdsm play Thank you need you. to have kind of a high level cognition as both the sub and the dom to understand what's happening and also to continually be able to give consent so uh when you're working when you're doing a scene uh which uh, oh god i didn't define a scene scenes are basically predetermined um sets of play that you have with your sub yeah so like, that's what i was saying like, as like scenes like, or acts uh, is like that's what scenes, I meant by that. scenes are scenes are basically saying these are the acts that we are going to yeah. to do within our play today yes. so like let's say if i was if you were my sub i would be huh. like all right so today <laughs> Hey, what? <laughs> I'm giving an example. Sorry. You don't have to scoff at I'm me. Sorry. That was mean. I'm sorry. That was just that came out. It was natural. I'm sorry. I wouldn't have so, said to so anybody. Like, I'm sorry. It's it was okay. my own wife. It's, Jesus. It's, it's the brat in you. I understand. <laughs> um, if you were my sub and we were going to participate in this scene, I would sit and discuss with you and say, like, or say, like, this is what we're doing in our scene today. Yes. Today we are we are going to uh do um uh breath play and then we're also going to uh lead into some collar play and then we're also going to lead into some um bondage or 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 uh go into um uh some stepping mm -hmm. like stepping on you kind of play yeah. and that is basically setting the scene for your sub saying like hey this is what we're doing today and then at that point the sub will communicate with like hey i'm good with acts one and two but yep. i don't want to do three and four and that was literally and what then... i was going to do was i'll be like oh okay i don't really think i'm up for act one can we do everything else though like that's pretty much how that discussion would go and then you would rework mm -hmm. whatever you would need to rework from there exactly which goes into the second the second big rule in practice which is 
talk about everything that you are going to do yep. before you do it. Yep. Um, if you are going to do a scene with your partner, you need to talk about what the scene is going to consist of. You cannot just spring a scene on them. Absolutely Which not. brings me to my first complaint about 50, sa- 50 Shades of Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Because oh my god, that does not happen. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah, that doesn't happen in the sense of like you're not allowed to just uh, spring up like spontaneous um, scenes yeah. like that. You yeah. need to you need to be able to discuss everything. So you can't just be like in the middle or about to be into um, a scene and then just all of a sudden change it up. You're not absolutely not like. Mm-hmm. That would be like a ah, no, stop, whatever safe word it is to absolutely stop everything that you're doing. And if your Dom pushes, that's not a good place to be. That's no, it's not, it's that is not it. And if your Dom pushes, that might not be even a good no, Dom. that is not a you, um, that is not a good relationship to be in. That's yeah, yeah. That, that is not safe. That's not that is a you have um, to back out. And uh, that is somebody who is, if that person is refusing to honor your consent on that, who knows what they're going to refuse to honor consent on later? Yep. So, so it's very important to have these discussions. And um, one of the, uh, I would say one of the gravest sins in Fifty Shades of Grey is that he often not only springs these acts on her, but they're deeply violent acts. And she describes being like uncomfortable, um, uncomfortable, uncomfortable and in, in physical pain. Yep. Um, from from what he is doing to her, which is completely unacceptable. Yeah, which again, a lot of people think that because uh, you're in BDSM, you're supposed to be in absolute like pain, like you're supposed to be like, you know, hurting. Which again, there are people who like pain play. That is a thing, and there are obviously other sub categories of that knife play and other things that go along with that. Mm-hmm. But again, that is something that you need to discuss with because you're. You're also supposed to talk about how hard you're supposed to be hitting, how hard the Mm -hmm. flogging is supposed to be, the the whips, the cattails, whatever. Like, there is a limit to what you're supposed to have. Yes, the fact that there is a a huge difference between pain and pleasure. Some people will say that pain is pleasure, but you have, there is a limit on that. It's, I was, I was actually going to say, like, it's not even that there is um, a difference between pain and pleasure. There is a limit to how much pleasure one can derive from pain, pain. Yeah. and and not only do you as a sub have to know your limits and be able to communicate them, but the dominant has to honor those limits. Yeah, and if they and don't, that's not that's that's a big red that's, flag. That's a huge red flag. Yeah. So not only so not only is is that super important, but also like like the before talk, but also yep. throughout your play session, you must give and get consent throughout the play session. Because sometimes in the middle of play, you can find yourself deeply uncomfortable with an act and be like, I need to stop. And or that's again, we need to move where, on to the next thing. Yep, you're safe where it is, where you need to take breaks, mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. Like it is still... You are still in control, even though you might be a sub in whatever situation that you're in, you are still in control of what's happening in your scene and whatever Mm -hmm. act that you are a part of. Because the fact that it's not just, again, a full control, even though the dom could have you tied up from the ceiling, all this kind of stuff. If you're like, hey, I don't think I'm feeling this anymore or whatever, you pineapples, whatever your safe word is, they'll be like, all right, Mm -hmm. stop. And you go into immediate aftercare or and sometimes sometimes that aftercare, (laughs) yeah, I was going to say, and sometimes that aftercare means no touchy which is also yep. okay. 
Um, so, so that's the next thing I wanted to talk about and define, which is something known as aftercare. A lot of, and that was one of the things that we said in the movie wasn't really depicted. Um, aftercare is an essential part of BDSM. It is after you guys are done playing, after all of the acts have been uh, uh, acted out. I was going to say committed, but that sounds so negative. Yeah, yeah, it sounds. Li- yeah, it's no, not. No. It's not an. Act- you're not committing an act on a person. You are consensually after you're done. Uh, after you're done working playing an around. Act. Yeah, yeah, sure. After you're done playing, um, a lot of people have like a fuck ton of endorphins running through their bodies. They have adrenaline. Um, the come down from having all of those things running through you can be really, really harsh. So aftercare is is there really to important. kind of mitigate, is to mitigate. Um, the crash of having all of those like happy feelings running through you and also um depending on the level of severity that the scene involved if it involves like degradation um sometimes uh like if you degraded someone a bunch you have to kind of lift them up afterwards like like the degradation is not real is not something that is it's just part of the play yeah yeah it's part of the play and it's so important to make sure that play stays in play and doesn't leak into real life so aftercare is designed so like let's say you did um i didn't define this earlier but when you're uh when you hit someone in um bdsm it's called impact play yes and impact play is done with a variety can be done with your hands or can be done with a variety of instruments but let's say like i uh, i spend some time spanking someone for example um after i am done doing that like i'm going to want to like lay down with them if they want to be cuddled i will cuddle them if they if they're like hey i don't want to be touched afterwards that's also okay um yeah, but it's uh... kind of like letting it's kind of giving your sub the ability to come down and also for you to come down because there's a lot of um like emotions hormones and adrenaline like Mm -hmm. rushing through you as well you have to be able to like chill your body out afterwards so for me i'll even give you guys examples so i actually have a list for my aftercare um that i do with people um or uh with a sub or or dom or whoever uh that we like uh, we have in our consent checklist for things like this. So mm-hmm. again, just like Spar was saying earlier, there's a hard limit, soft limit, indifferent, interested, usually or almost always. So like we obviously just check which ones we want. So for aftercare, the care type goes, starts off with um, it's cuddles, talking about the scene, reassurance immediately, reassurance in the days after because even even though you you might have not needed it in that time you might want it a little bit after because you might be like was it okay i don't know uh blankets water chocolate food or a full meal because it might just be different you might just want snacks or something um sleep warm bath with or shower alone warm bath or shower together watching tv or a movie massage reading writing stuffed animals coloring or coloring book safe call which can mean many different things it could be a safe call as in meaning when you get home or maybe just safe calls throughout the week anything like that Mm -hmm. relaxing music scented candles ice pack lotions tea uh, wound heals, uh, which obviously that's pretty self-explanatory. That depends on what kind of play you were doing. 
hot cocoa, mm -hmm. cool washcloth, animals slash pet. If you have animals, um, you can use that. Meditation, video games or board games, uh, alone or together. Go for a walk, uh, getting outside alone or together. Fully alone time, no talking specifically for a certain amount of time or the entire time. Specific clothes, do you want me to bring you warm socks, warm towels, whatever? And then candy is the last one, because I was like, why not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. For sure. And, and I, I, like, honestly, yeah. all of that sounds great. And and since we are discussing aftercare, aftercare is in your pre-discussion. Yep. Like, in your, in your discussion before going into your scene, mm -hmm. right, with your, your sub or dom, you talk about aftercare beforehand and like your list is fantastic if you want like some if you if like if you want to know what someone needs after you guys are done uh, uh doing a scene i think your list is a phenomenal list of things and like you, it, it doesn't even have to stick to that list it can also be like oh, yeah for sure you know you don't like have to you don't have to oh call, yeah that is just an example of what me and a partner have and it's lovely so yeah. I, I absolutely, there's a lot more to that list, which we didn't have time for, which is totally fine because you pretty much covered all of it. Um, so uh, I actually, I want to get into how Fifty Shades of Grey violates yes. every single one of these so tenets. Please, go, go for it because we're in the last, 50... we're in the last like 15 minutes. So go for it. Oh, oh God. Oh God. Okay. Well, okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to trigger warning right now because I am going to read off some of the dialogue. Yes. Uh, that's in... <laughs> This, um, so, so the reason I bring this in is because this, this one little snippet of dialogue actually genuinely shows you how it violates every single tenet that we've just discussed. Um, and why Fifty Shades of Grey, um, or as I like to call it, Fifty Shades of Bullshit, <laughs> um, is, is actually, like, the worst thing to hit the BDSM community since, like, all of this fucking gross speculation about the BDSM community. Um... So the excerpt takes place prior to the contract written, uh, or not even written, prior to the contract signing um, for, uh, uh, I think her name is Anastasia, to, to, to Christian. So she has oh not God, signed... Anastasia? I can't remember. I read these books so her long name, ago. <laughs> her name, okay, if you really want to, like, cry. Her name is Anastasia Steele. <laughs> oh god i do not remember that at all so, wow so so first of all we're gonna get into the contract that that anna has yes, to sign right i don't remember this <laughs> so so the contract in it has eating certain so oh again trigger warning because mm -hmm, we are mm -hmm. going to discuss abuse from this point on and yes. we are going to discuss um some hitting yes. from this point on and we apologize um, but it also needs to be said because this is an example it'll of an abusive relationship. Okay, go ahead. A hundred percent, and also an abusive dominant relationship. Yes, go ahead. So, so in the contract, it says that she has to eat certain foods, wear certain clothes, and submit to whatever kind of sex he wants whenever he wants it. Which means she can like that means that there is no active consent during any of the acts, like none. Yep. Which is which is a load of horseshit. You need to have constant consent checks there is nothing wrong with constant consent checks it's i think it's a very healthy thing to do in the bedroom whether you are in a bdsm relationship or whether you're in a uh what would be known as a vanilla relationship which is a non-bdsm yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um there is a there is a moment in the book where um he has stayed over after her college graduation and before leaving in the morning 
she rolls her eyes at something he says and he goes anastasia Steele, did you just roll your eyes at me and her response is crap and she says no and he's like i think you did what did i say i would do to you if you rolled your eyes at me again and her response mentally is shit and then then she mentions that she hasn't signed the contract right so she is not his sub in this moment and she says i haven't signed and he said i told you what i do and i'm gonna apologize in advance for the language because i hate it i hate it (laughs) i told you what i do i'm a man of my word i'm going to spank you and then i'm going to fuck you very quick and very hard yes i do remember that and i remember i remember reading that and going what that's not sexy. That's, that's kind of gross. That's <laughs> fucking disgusting. And then in the next paragraph, she says, should I run? This woman is having the thought of, I need to escape. And then the following scene that occurs is when he spanks her. And in the spanking, it's because he thinks it's erotic, but she describes it as... He hits me again. This is getting harder to take. My face hurts. It's screwed up so tight. He strokes me gently, and then a blow comes, and I cry out again. He hits me again and again, and from somewhere deep inside, I want to beg him to stop, but I don't, and I don't want to give him the satisfaction. That's not play. First of all, she's not his sub. She has not signed a contract. She has not consented to this act. She verbally has, like, like even when she said, like, when she said, I haven't signed, that is a verbal no. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, not in public, Volpe. Um, th- this is happening in her dorm room. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah, is yeah, just yeah. as fucking awful. Yeah, yeah, agreed. <laughs> um, uh, and there are several occasions where he's like, where she's like, he hit me. Um, what have I gotten myself into? And what it is, like, the thing that I saw in the in the um, article that I had read was that Christian Grey is not a dominant. He just enjoys violent sex. And that's exactly what that, that whole series is about. It's about a man who enjoys violent sex and takes it out on this girl, and for some reason she consents to it all and, like, gets together with him. It is absolutely disgusting. And even worse... In, in in if they didn't stigmatize BDSM enough and didn't um, add like all kinds of non-consent into what they think BDSM is, uh, thanks El James, go fuck yourself. Mm. <laughs> um, there is a there's a uh, so in the third book, um, Christian gives up being in a dominant sub-relationship because he realizes that his sexual preference preferences were a result of coping yeah, with traumatic... his own child yeah. no his own childhood abuse specifically yeah. yeah and and now that he has her he doesn't have to be that way anymore yep which implies that people who are in bdsm relationships have something wrong with them and need to be fixed so that was the thing that um that i really liked that we were able to distinguish between the two movies was the fact that love and leashes that was the main character's thing was that they thought there was something wrong with him because the fact that he liked bdsm and obviously with both of our main characters and our main female lead that she was like there's something like she she was like there's nothing wrong with you like there you know and the fact that she was able to 
like fall in love with this person and and go through that motion so Mm -hmm. you know and the fact that they even talked about it that there's like there is nothing wrong with me i'm not a monster like you know all this kind of stuff i just like what i like this is just something i enjoy and i liked his reasoning too for what like liking the way like liking bdsm for what it is the fact that he has Mm -hmm. to be a certain person when he's out like at work and throughout his life and then he actually gets to be a different person in play and i was like yeah that makes sense <laughs> like, yeah. yeah and and that's the whole point like there's something weird about that there's nothing wrong about that you know people find different pleasure in different things it doesn't always have to be sexual and that is why bdsm exists because it doesn't have to be sexual there is no sex mm-hmm. involved it can just be a thing that you're doing that you're into yep and i love that and i that's what i don't like about 50 shades is that it's always just like oh i'm gonna punish you but i'm also gonna fuck you and it's like wait what <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Yeah, and, Bring it back. and <laughs> not even not even gently or with no, lubrication it's, it's super violent like yeah it's, it's incredibly aggressive. it's incredibly aggressive and violent mm-hmm. sex that like in the act like she talks about having multiple orgasms which like <laughs> whatever sure, yeah it's <laughs> okay wise, but okay sure yeah um but it's yeah it's just there's so many things like there's so many things well first of all she also describes things in ways that are not anatomically possible <laughs> so if that gives you any indication of how much experience this person has not just within um a, just the world of well, sex was, but also in the world of bdsm fan fiction and she switched it right or something like that i can't That's, remember that is in order so basically it was a twilight fan fiction and the main characters were bella and edward yeah and they had to switch out all of the names so that it could be published yeah that's right Okay. Um, and then they took out like some of the vampirisms and things like that. And changed it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I, I, I cannot emphasize enough how bad Fifty Shades of Grey was it, for for such a hit that it was. And the reason that it was a hit was because it, it like genuinely, its key, its core demographic, no lie, is um middle aged, good Christian ladies. Oh yeah, because the fact that it was just so. It was so different and so like taboo of for what it was and just like oh my gosh like you know yeah that it like really intrigued them i mean not gonna lie i was what in high school when this like when the first books came out or whatever um and mm-hmm. everybody was reading them and i was in a baptist school so you already know <laughs> that's mm-hmm. where it started and then obviously into college and everything from there but like I remember reading them and I remember being like, this is really weird, but I was also part of a book group. So we were like, we're reading the second one now. And I was like, can we move on? I hate it here. (laughs) I want to read something else. I would rather read The Golden Compass at this point, please. (laughs) The Golden Compass is a good book, but (laughs) you know what I mean, but uh, it's the whole like religious and like all this kind of shit, but you know what I mean? Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would rather Um, do that. uh, (laughs) Or the host. I want to do... I want to do a quick summation of all of the things that we kind of discussed today. Yes, so, so, so remember, uh, one, BDSM is not always sexual in nature. Two, it requires a lot of comment. Uh, comment. It requires a lot of communication. What? A lot of what? I said comment. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah okay. A lot of open communication. There you go. I highly recommend if this is something that you find yourself interested in after we've talked about it today do your research yes. genuinely look into it do not jump into it blind it is something that you need to be educated on this is not something that you can just like willy-nilly go into kind of like the same way that uh 
uh, the, the kind of the same way that you cannot just jump into polyamory yeah, which <laughs> without is knowing <laughs> it's a total other topic but like you can't just jump into that sort of thing without like discussing it with uh, your partners or discussing it with whoever it is that you'd like to participate in the activity with exactly um it's uh it's okay to openly communicate contracts are okay it is okay to have things in writing um uh it is uh, definitely recommended that you have a safe word. Make sure that you, um, God, I'm trying to like remember everything that no, we no, talked about do, so you're, much. You're doing here, I'll, I can take over from here. So yeah, please that you have, remember that you have a safe word that you need to use. Safe signals or anything of that nature that includes tapping, and you can have several of them. You don't need to have just one. Um, aftercare is really important if you decide to uh, pursue and want to do more things. So it's not all about just all of the, the play and the scenes and the punishing or whatever the, that you end up uh, doing. Uh, know that there is a big thing of aftercare and taking care of said partner after all of that stuff is done. Um, and then again, just above all else, just making sure that the big thing that we we will continue to repeat over and over and over and over anytime we talk about any of the topics that we talk about during batteries not included is communication because anytime when it has to do something involving another person um especially when it comes to any type of bedroom play or any type of body play is being able to talk about what your limitations are and that is including consent mental. is king yeah consent is king and also the fact that like mentally is also part of your body that is a part of your brain that is a part of what drives you so if you are not meant maybe your body might be wanting it but your brain is just not having it there's nothing wrong with you for not wanting to do that or not wanting the need to just like do all these things whether it is sexually driven or not you are allowed to take breaks you are allowed to take time for yourself and you are mm -hmm. allowed to even just like you know be okay to talk about the things that are going on in there as well especially when you meet a dom or sub that you're with just because you're a dom doesn't mean you're not allowed to be soft and actually talk about like okay maybe i'm not really ready to do this this uh scene with you or to do this and that's fine that's the whole point of talking about it and vice versa you have to remember that just because there are certain labels that are put on you that does not mean that you have to stick to them all the time you are allowed mm -hmm. to be yourself again i think the big thing is that bdsm is a play you are allowed to act in these things and be able to do the things that you want to do you don't have to be just you know uh i don't know what the word i'm trying to go with here but like the fact that like you're allowed to be vulnerable that's a yeah, huge part 100%. of that. <laughs> so yeah. like like communication is key consent is key it is okay to revoke consent not just in a bdsm act it is okay, okay to, to revoke that. consent yep. at any time yep and any there relationship in any relationship, yep. you are allowed to say no, and that no is supposed to be respected. And that also no goes is a for... Uh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, no is a complete sentence. Yep. You don't have to justify yourself. Yep. If there is something you're not comfortable with, you can say no and not have to explain yourself. Yep. It is okay. Yep. And uh, not that you need my permission for this, but if you do, <laughs> you have my permission to say no to anything that makes you uncomfortable. I think the one thing that I will always stick with is my my therapist says you have permission to not be perfect. So you do not have to yes. be perfect at any point, at any time. That is including during sexual acts, your self-work 
any relationship, even friendships, you are allowed to have consent in friendships. You are allowed to yeah, say 100%. no to your friends, to your family. I know that that's really hard, which again, we could talk about that on a completely oh, different Talk thing. about that for days. Jesus. But like, <laughs> again, just because they're your family, just because they're your best friends, just because they are your partner, wife, whatever, you are allowed to say no. I know we joke about that. The wife is always right. No, you are no, <laughs> no. You are allowed to say no. You are allowed to voice your opinions and the things that make you uncomfortable. That is a big thing. There is only one you. You have to take care of you. So do that. And that is going to end it for us today. Um, Spara, where can they find you on the social medias? Oh, uh, literally, if you just search, this is Spara, uh, T-H-I-S-S-P-A-R-R-A, you will find me on every social media possible. I keep my name uh, pretty much uh, mono across all platforms. Uh, that's how you find me on Twitter, uh, Twitch, Facebook, all of it. <laughs> awesome and you guys already know since you're already here you guys can find me at squee queen that's squee with three e's queen anywhere everywhere on all of the things we are going to raid somebody before we end here but i do want to say thank you to everyone so much for joining us for any of our audio listeners again you can catch us live on thursdays we do it at least once to twice a month uh, but if you follow our socials you'll definitely get to see it when we put up these podcasts uh, i finally got approved for spotify so you will definitely see those on spotify soon uh, so excited about that. Um, but yeah so definitely just follow us you'll definitely see the links there to listen to the replays once again um, we're gonna go and do the things but have a wonderful rest of your night everyone and we will see you on the next battery sound included or the next stream here at the squeedum Woo-hoo! so uh, and remember consent is king consent is king all right i'm going to find someone to raid here we're actually going to raid mother moon it's been a hot minute since we've raided oh, mother moon been. so we're going to go ahead and raid her mother moon is a wonderful lady because she is all about inclusive like inclusive what am i trying to say inclusivity there you go um she's playing animal crossing so i figured after having a chill night of tonight i figured we can just continue the chill and fun vibes there so let us go do the things um i should be streaming sometime this weekend we'll probably be playing something maybe doing some more valorant who knows um but yeah i love all of you and we will see you on the next one please stay for the raid if you can i would really appreciate sending the love over to mother moon because she's an awesome bean and we love her dearly so we will see you on the next one have a good night everyone bye-bye bye-bye